Attention Dad Bod Rap Pod listeners, we want to tell you about another podcast that we think you really enjoy. It's called Dope Shit. Uh, the Dope Shit Podcast is a discussion with Uncommon NASA and Samurai Banana, two staunch uh, hip-hop listeners and participants from the New York area. Really glad to link up with them. Um, they have dope discussions followed by really good music. Um, they're like-minded cats, and, uh, you know, let's link up with them. Yeah, so you can find the Dope Shit Podcast wherever the dope podcasts are at. Um, so we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast. And and we think you'll like it. If you like us, you'll like it. Actually, when I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is really similar to what we do. But they also have that kind of segment where they play all the new music. Mm. So it's it's a great repository to figure out what's going on. And um, these cats were kind of like really involved in the New York scene. So it's a different look. But I think if you like us, you'll like them. Give it a try. Dope shit. Dad bod rap pod, Joe. Um, that was my Chicago slang uh, attempt. Nice. Um, they say Joe all the time. Joe. Jo- like- Joe is Joe is their dude. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, "Oh, now Joe." Hey, do you, you want gonna- an old style Joe? No. No. <laughs> Somehow you you made that. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that. A Bob Newhart type of reference, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if you if you if you you know go back and and listen to uh, you know. Either Lupe comment all that stuff. Joe is a is a hmm. a stand-in term. Interesting. Um, interesting. Chicago is a is an interesting city. Um, I've I've never been. It's like one of the great American cities that I've never been to that I want to go to. You should go. Yeah. 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 Everyone so should fun. go. Everyone yeah. should go. It's like a huge metropolitan city full of nice people. Like most of the <laughs> yeah. huge metropolitan <laughs> cities in America are full yeah. of dicks. It's yeah. like the cool person from every high school in the middle of nowhere goes to. The big city, yeah. right? And in Chicago, they're just they're cool about yeah. it, yeah. and the it food nice, is fucking off the hook, dude. Yeah. Nice, mannerly sort of midwesternly, like, you know, midwestern, yeah, yeah. hospitality. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. If you can't tell, this episode is about uh, Chi Town. Um, I am joined here by my esteemed colleagues, Mister Nate LeBlanc. Nate. Can you rap the words to the Super Bowl Shuffle? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I could probably do the dance. Uh, okay. The, the shuffle okay. itself. Okay. Throw a little truffle shuffle in there. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm an expert on Chicago because I went there for a long weekend once, like five years ago. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you got the credentials, son. Yeah. Dave uh, and I went together. We okay. did. We did. Um, and also to tell us about their first date, we have <laughs> Mr. David Ma. What's going on, guys? Good to be here. Uh, Chicago's the shit, man. I can't wait okay. to go back. I, I know. Can't wait to I go would back. love to go back. I mean, okay. if your city, I mean, if, if you claim, what, uh, Michael Jordan and Oprah, you're good. Totally. I don't even yeah. have a selfie with that bean thing. <laughs> it's like, why no, it, have an Instagram? It's Man, it's it's crazy how, um, you know, it's, when you think of, of hip-hop, definitely New York and L.A. kind of jump out to the forefront, but I, this kind of hit me sometime this week. Um I'm not sure what what sparked it. I think I was listening to the. I was finally getting my late pass on the the Saba records. Oh, that record's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just like, you know what? Chicago has a lot of talent. I mean, if you if you look at it from um, kind of the these big name artists, of course, you have the the Kanye West, Common, 
who used to be dope kids, trust me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you've got uh, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. He's all right for a minute. That. Um, More fiaskish these days. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple songs of food and liquor. Um, and you also <laughs> you also have cats like uh, Vic, Vic Spencer, who's been on the program. Um, and this kind of whole underground scene, no name. There's just a lot Chance. of- yeah, the rapper I hear. Yeah, I hear he's a rapper. Chancellor. <laughs> the, the chancellor. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Some of the biggest names in hip hop um, hail from the city. And, and what, what really struck me is like there's a style in the same way that you could maybe hear a Bay artist. Yeah. Um, there's a series of cadences and like approaches that I'm like, oh, shit, that that is yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Especially um, with the newer stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's definitely this like... Um, uh, it seems like a movement or a moment, but what's hilarious, and, and you'll hear it a little bit more, is that, but to see it from afar, everybody from Chicago hates everybody from Chicago. <laughs> so it's interesting. It seems like it. And yeah. I feel like that like really crystallized in the moment of Chief Keef. Oh, like I didn't he, even say Chief Keef. like oh, yeah. totally yeah. changed underground rap and like drill, they used yeah. to call it. I don't even know if that's still the term. And I, I hear that he's moved to L.A., um, Chief Keef is one of those people where, like, when the I Don't Like video came out, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, frightened. Yeah, yeah. I felt it's old and scary. white and, yeah. like, just, like, what the fuck is going on? I don't get this. Like, yeah. um, so I didn't really follow that scene. But then seeing what came out of it and, the, like, the, the kind of creative side yeah. of that. Yeah. And then the thing that most people think of when they think of Chicago, sadly, is it's horrific violence. Right. And, like, the, you'll have these weekends, like, I think just this last uh, oh, Memorial man. Day or Labor Day weekend, like, 60 people will die over a weekend. Right. Yeah. Just ridiculous um, statistics. We're right. from San Jose, California, the safest big city in America, and uh, people would, we get 40 murders a year in a right. bad year. Right. So, a weekend, dude. Yeah. That's fucking frightening. Yeah. But there's so much more to the city, and I don't want to dwell on that, but right. uh, if you want to hear about it, you can listen to Chief Keef or Young Dolph or some of these other, like, kind of um, narrators of the Chicago street scene and that's a full on part of it. Yeah, and there's it's, and there's just so many levels, right? So you have the 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 drill stuff which has gone on to be internationally infamous. There's a, yeah. a UK group that has been banned by the government. Right. Um, Aren't they their- using their YouTube <laughs> videos to like get convictions? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like some X-rated stuff. Yeah, it's it's wow. it's what so you have that, right? But then you also have um the the gospelish kind of um the x-rated gospel of of chance the rapper um and this really this style that feels like it's influenced and i don't know this because i've never been but it seems like it's influenced by spoken word poetry when i when i hear a no name i go chance and no name certainly certainly those two and i I would imagine saba as well like he guests on their stuff Mm -hmm. that seems to be kind of a micro scene yeah so i i you know you've got these things and then obviously um like in any city with a, a sizable black population, you have this real strong connection to church. Sure. Um, and, and kind of that whole scene shows up in, in the music. And so um, it's, it's been really fascinating. And I feel like probably as a city, and maybe because nobody apparently likes each other, they don't get their, their due maybe in the way that some other cities or, or even That's you know, interesting. I'm going to have borough. to think about that as we talk here, if like internal conflict makes a scene less approachable or mm. just like unified. Right. It's like when you think of Queens, well, must be. Queensbridge, you get a set of artists who all reference each other and guest right, on each other's right, stuff. And, right. you know, 
I don't the, know. The, That's the, interesting. The, the Bay Apex was this idea that it's a cohesive sound and we're all an underdog mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Bay Apex right? was right there. <laughs> <laughs> My ghostwriter, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. So so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the um, some of the Chicago artists that we that we enjoy. We're kind of gonna leave off the obvious, you know, you know, top tier people that you you know way too much about. Uh, a quick aside: How grotesque is that new fucking Kanye West and little oh, video? It's gross! Dude. I can't you're with that f- shit, dude. You're a fucking adult, dude. You know what I mean? Oh my god, he's going porncore. I'm like, are you spank rock? Like, I forgot. I forgot who uh, said it. It's someone we interact with a lot on Twitter, and I apologize for quoting your tweet without giving you credit. But they were like, I thought Kanye was at the lowest he could go. I forgot he could still get super horny. <laughs> like, that's where we are now. The video's fucking weird. Yeah. I don't didn't watch the Pornhub Awards because my wife was home. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get this. It makes me upset. Yeah. I don't like the video. We're right. on like some like the fucking video sucks, talking the heads. Song sucks. Oh, why is he co-signing Little Pump? Like totally. this is like. Ugh. Oh, now yeah. he's doing. Feels, now he's fucking with Takashi. Uh, feels desperate. He's and like it, a fucking sex offender. Did like, Spike Jones direct the video? Yeah, he did. Yeah, like that sucks too, Spike. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's, I don't it's, know, man. It's, it makes me upset. Yeah. The, I don't the, like that shit. The tragedy of Kanye West um, continues, but Chicago saunters on. Um, oh, he's a Calabasan now, right? right? Like <laughs> this isn't. He hasn't been. I think he's in Chicago to produce Chance's uh, yeah, seven song project or whatever. Okay, okay. And he went on a Chicago radio show to sort of apologize for saying slavery was a choice. And why did but, he make the choice? But, I'm not sure. But didn't actually. Um, so he's been in Chicago a little bit, but like he's not Chicago's problem at this point. Like totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of uh, reached that. I think once you get to Kardashian, you're you're kind of yeah. yeah you're yeah. LA's problem at that <laughs> yeah. point. So so you know that that notwithstanding, um, there are some Chicago artists, kind of past and present. Um, this isn't one of my slept on gems per se, but isn't Poe Pimp? Wasn't that a Chicago thing? Do or die. Do or die, what? I think, really? is from Chicago. Dude, Crucial conflict. Yes, I have a. F- Were they from? <laughs> I'm Chicago? so glad you brought them up, and I didn't have to to force my joke. But um, uh, our buddy Cutso shouts to Paulo, um, and I used to have this like really long ongoing joke when we were roommates about starting a hip hop restaurant, and the best pun he ever came up with was "Crucial Codfish." <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be such a nerd about food and hip hop to get that joke oh that it's just God. very rare that I get to talk about it. But I'll be in Whole Foods like <laughs> sauntering around and look at the codfish and just start laughing out of nowhere, dude. Like we had all like at the De La Bowl and like we had right, like, right, a, right, we had right. an elaborate fictional menu I remember for hip hop restaurant. For some, uh, Dave, for Dave was there for some of those late night uh, for the appetizer portion pun fests. Oh my! God. But anyway, Crucial Codfish is by yeah. far the best one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if I ever have a restaurant, that will be on that's, the menu. That's what's no one happen. will know why, except for you know the four of us. <laughs> Got you. Well, outside of Crucial Codfish, um, my uh, one of my picks for the Chicago kind of slept on gems. It was a minor hit, and I didn't understand why this artist didn't get um, a lot bigger. I thought it was I thought it was an incredible song, um, and it's a song by Kid's Sister. Oh yeah, I used to love um, Kid's Sister. Yeah, yeah. Um, a track's girlfriend, as everyone else thought of her. Oh, word. That That's kind of how she got. Interesting. Big. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I had a moment with Kid's Sister. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same. Same. Uh, she's she's got this song. Uh, I believe it's called Pronouns. Um, I love that song. Yeah, she's a bit. Shake it up, rock your body, make it knock knock when you party. Take a break, break 
hands. Do you put work break aside again? I'm looking sharp. You can't compete with us. Yeah, so I was convinced because when it came along, she was kind of on that same wave with when Santo Gold was hot and when mm. MIA had first broken Amanda through. Amanda Blank and yeah. like kind of like party rap, like kind of yeah. like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was kind of hipster, but it was fun, dude. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of dancey. kind of driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it was has, a super and, fun time. And it has a, the joint kind of has that, that juke feel, which I'm, I'm heavy, in, well, I won't get too into it now, but I'm really into juke. Um, hmm. And so uh, I was really. Like boxes? Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty much. Uh, so I, I I really dug that, but I I was surprised because um, that was kind of it. Like she had a couple releases after that, and it never. I mean, she seemed it, to go get a job or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which you know, more more power. But when I saw the um, the the Doja Cat um, yeah. thing, it and I was like. Whatever happened to Kid Sister? See, like oh. back back then, you wouldn't have had to have it be a YouTube thing, I guess, because YouTube didn't exist or was in its earliest days. But right. that could have been a real song. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. So it's it's amazing how fast she came and went, though. Like they found all her old homophobic tweets, and now no one's talking about her anymore. What did they say? She fumbled the bag in a weekend. <laughs> like she was the biggest thing for like exactly four days. Yeah. Um. If delete, anybody delete needs your tweets, if anybody needs an apology, coach. I'm I'm out here. Just reach out. You can at, at Dad Bod Rap Pod. Can you tell them to actually use the word sorry? <laughs> right. So many apologies? of these apologies do not contain the word, word sorry. sorry. Right. I'm just Louis like, C.K. Uh, just right, a, right, a bunch right. of them don't actually use that word. Yeah, I think are, it's an important word those are in apology mechanics. Yeah, you know, exactly. straight up. <laughs> yeah, you're you're kind of copping a plea. So um, I don't know. I, I hope you know. Who knows? Maybe Kid Sister will uh, reemerge. But that was definitely one of my joints. Um, when we had this conversation. Nate kind of got way deep in the Jan sport for his joint. What, uh, what's your Chicago? Um, pick? I'm gonna go with um, a group who's now weirdly famous in our area for a totally different reason, and that's all natural. And that was um, uh, Tone B Nimble was the DJ and producer, and Capital D was mm. or Cap D was the MC. And I, I just, I just thought he was a really good MC. Like, um. He was there. There were like backpack rap, like soulful yeah. samples, kind of like dark vibe, and some really like ac- great wordplay. Um, let's listen for a second to a uh, part of a verse of "This Is How It Should Be Done." I'm bionic, ironic, sardonic, cynical, the pinnacle, critical, crucial, and communal like crucial. Pitiful one originals, we study in minerals that make up a non-solid. So like a really dense lyrical, almost kind of Rakim-esque. Mm. Um, delivery there and i remember driving around uh when i was a much younger man trying to show my dad like what i was so into about hip-hop and using this song to try to explain it because he's like i go boom boom washing tons of mcs like dungarees and i'm like you know (laughs) boom boom washington from whatever that show was and like you get that reference right and like you know no okay what was his response he doesn't really get it but he supports me (laughs) um anyway um so a weird thing that happened with that is david I should have looked it up because we're talking about this. Um, whose capital D is now the Warriors' lead counsel? Um, so he's like yeah. uh, r- leads the entire legal side of uh, the house for the best basketball team in the history of the world, and is one of the heirs apparent to Bob Myers. He might someday That's be wild. running the That's team, crazy. That's which wild. is insane. So if yeah. he could be an underground hip hop artist of some renown and go on to run right. a basketball team, that would just be incredible that's amazing and you know it's great to see hip-hop as sort of uh, a beginning 
You totally. know what I mean? And rather than an end. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It makes um, me want to put a rapper on my resume. Yeah, right? We'll sure. See. I mean, we'll see. It hasn't worked for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, David, David, what's your, uh, um, give us a Chi-Town pick. Let me see. Well, you know, uh, Chi-Town, uh, I remember during the backpack era, you know, we had, uh, typical cats and quell mm. and, you know, sort of on Galapagos that. four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of those, um, cats ended up being homies, but, um, you know, uh, on that tip, I always really liked maker. The producer, uh, goes by maker and he did this, uh, I think it's a three volume set with now again, now again. And, um, it's basically, he just takes you know, obscure, weird, now again samples and, you know, puts breaks to them. And, you know, it's a little bit of like um, crate digging meets um, arrangement re-edits. And here's a track called The Fire That Burns, which samples the vanguards. Somebody, please. So as you can hear, uh, Maker is just like a tactician with um, just chopping breaks, you mm-hmm. know, a uh, huge fan of his work. And it's good to see, you know, cats from that era still doing it. I mean, he's mm-hmm. still very active, not, not only locally, but um, still with his releases. Dope. Yeah. Dope. What about you, Damone? You got a second one? Um, I do, but I, I want to mention, because you, you brought up producers, like one of what I think the most underrated potentially producers in the game um it's from chicago and that's no id oh um, right straight up and so i i suck because i'm not going to remember this and i swore i love this record so much no id and another cat had a had a group oh i can't oh this was like they were a spinoff of like after common initially got hot really they had an album yeah and they had a joint called state to state that i i I wish we had an ombudsman to uh, research and correct this, but um, I I will dig in this and correct myself on Twitter. But um, yeah, no, I think No ID, uh, who just you know just did a lot of uh, or not a lot of, he did the entire four for four record. Um, if you do a Spotify um, kind of search on No ID and put a playlist together, it's super strong. But he never kind of comes up. In terms of our, you know, the, our corny mm. best producer debates, but is Doug Inf- Infinite? Is that what you're Doug thinking? Infin- is Doug Infinite and No ID? Um, what the fuck That's is all, that No ID. Uh, state to State is just credited to No ID himself. Okay, mm. um, okay. he had a solo record. And maybe that was it. Maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was No ID and, go Doug, back and, check and, that out, and Doug Infinite. I love that record. Um, and it was kind of like, uh, you know, my introduction to Chicago rap um, is common. Um, you Me know, too. Fre- Resurrection. Year, right, can, right, I, right. can I borrow a dollar? I was like, there's right. like a weird guy like me, um, you know, mm. thousands of miles away. You're the so guy who likes Can I Borrow a Dollar? I, I love that record. What? Interesting. I you can deal record. with the hiccup flow? Right, dude. When, when he's doing fucking Fushnikins? <laughs> you had to be there, you bums. You had to be there. Um, yeah, it, look, it didn't age very well, but it, it was the introduction of... Um, of some of some of Common's good stuff. I mean, uh, "Soul by the Pound" is 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 one of the standout cuts from that. Yeah, that's um, that's the good song. Yeah, so so you know it. Yeah, I get it. He, he was unfortunate in the sense that he came out um, right when this kind of DOS Effects like wacky rap yeah. stuff was real hot. <laughs> Shout out to DOS Effects. Um, but it's interesting though because he got so much backlash from that and was so compared, it actually made him get 
tighter on yeah. the bars. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, it yeah. fueled the the next joint where he was kind of out to prove, right. like, hey, I'm not. Well, he had to separate himself from the pack, right? I mean, Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he definitely did. It, Resurrection is so great. Right. It's yeah. Just like, no, I could listen to that back end to end. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. So, so and, and I think hopefully somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was kind of Chicago's entry point into being taken seriously mm. as as a city for rap. And, and Twista, right? Like, I feel bad we've gotten That's this true. far oh, into the show right, and haven't right, talked right, about right, Twista. Right. That's like, true. Right. His shit was mind-blowing back yeah. then. And then he kind of had the, like, Kanye-fueled resurgence in the early 2000s. And he's actually on the Saba record. Oh, uh, oh he is. The, the, oh, I don't remember that. That's yeah, interesting. So he, Do they have, like, a fast rap-off? Well, it's it's great because the rap game came back to Twista, right. where you can rap at seventy five BPM. Right. It doesn't sound as amazing anymore, right? But it's so interesting to hear him spit. Um, it's a song called uh, GPS. Why don't we just listen to a piece of it? Pop that trunk, the sound deaf, got cushion, I smoke that blunt cause I'm blessed. Blow with the funk and I'm fresh and I got that cause I come from my west. I was raised around thugs and powder. Something was happening whenever I come through. Hanging with the gang and with the crew. So as you can see, the stuff that Twista is doing now is the stuff he's always been doing. But it's really in now. Mm. Um, and so this idea of um, I always love Twister because no matter how fast he got, you could always hear what the fuck he was saying. Yeah, it's and impressive. It, and and as, an MC, as an MC, that is really impressive. The breath control, the diction, um, and probably doesn't get enough due. In I terms agree of that his, he doesn't get enough due, but it also... One, I realize a lot of people can't, just can't take it in. It's too much information for their brain to handle. They're right. never going to be able to listen to and discern fast rap. And two, it's a bit of a gimmick, right? It, it'll always seem like a bit of a gimmick. Just it's a little like, bit, for sure. It's, I don't know. Just fast for fast sake isn't good. But And I'm not saying that Twista, especially early didn't Twista, say, is fast he, for fast sake. Didn't but he set the world record? That's where I was going with this. <laughs> and that's what makes it seem like a gimmick. Right. There's also a guy in there with fucking long-ass fingernails. I don't want to like. I don't want to listen to his fingernails. You know what I mean? It's like that makes it. It's like a uh, a parlor trick. Who who was who was the guy that used to talk super fast back in the eighties? The micro machine. The man? micro machine guy. <laughs> uh, somebody again. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Got to stop quoting the tweets. M&M. I don't remember who posted them. Yeah, he posted. Only old people will get this. And posted a picture of the micro machine, micro machine man, and then a picture of Eminem. This is where Eminem ended up. Ouch! Ouch! Painful. Um. All right, what's your what's your second uh okay. Chi Town Fave flick? I don't know how slept on this is. I just want to talk about it. Um the Open Mike Eagle, another Chicago rapper, mm-hmm. now thought of as an LA, LA rapper because he's been there and he's involved in the comedy scene and stuff. And long story long, um at Pitchfork Fest um a couple of weeks ago called this song the Chicago National Anthem. And that is Dennehy by Serengeti. Um, it's like kind of like if that sketch with uh, George Went and Mike Ditka from SNL came to life as a rap song, <laughs> and he does it in the character of Kenny Dennis. And so Serengeti has had this like eight album, I don't know what you call it, like art project, like um, <laughs> AKA, like um, like kind of second career doing the the life of Kenny Dennis, this typical Chicago kind of schmo who likes to eat sausage and drink O'Doul's and watch movies with Brian <laughs> Dennehy. And he just put out a new record with Andrew Broder, which you guys know is kind of a, a someone that I admire and someone whose work I follow where it's like these really steely, like sad yeah. electro beats. And like Kenny Dennis is like fucking depressed. <laughs> and it's basically the end of the saga 
Um, there's a phenomenal article on Passion of the Weiss today where Serengeti breaks down the kind of mm. uh, the differences and the and the confluences between his life and Kenny Dennis's life and like kind of wraps up the whole. It, it won't be today when you guys listen to this. It'll be a couple weeks ago, but y'all can Google. Um, anyway, let's listen to a little bit of Dennehy. Favorite actor, Dennehy. Favorite drink, old dolls, bears, hawks, socks, bulls. Say goodbye a little longer like I ate a piece of big red. Grow a mustache the size of Mike Dicka's forehead. Hair combed to the side. Um, I totally missed this song when it first came out. And um, I guess because I don't really care about sausage. And no, that's not true. Lice. Everyone Ew. knows that's Lice. not true. It's because I just missed it. It just like came and went without me noticing it. I wasn't super into that part of the Chicago underground at the time. But um, it was one of those things um, the algorithm served up for me. It's like, if you mm-hmm. like this, you'll like that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Okay. And I totally did. I kind of like thought I was discovering something new and like went to go text people like, hey, have you heard this song? And they all had. Right. Um, <laughs> so I was, you know, many years late on that. But I, I, I love this song. I find it to be a very loving tribute to the kind of blue collar Chicago the blues brothers of, of lore. Yeah, yeah okay. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys uh, watch a documentary now? Yeah, occasionally. Um, yeah, um, Fred Armisen and mm-hmm. um, Bill Hader, they have a thing where their band from Chicago got big, mm-hmm. and it's like they met at Sausage School, and it's all this like <laughs> other Chicago <laughs> stuff. Anyway, it reminds me of that stuff. I, I It's a good song. I, I like a loving tribute, and part of me has always wondered, like, will anyone ever write a song this good about where we're from? Uh, you know what I mean? Ooh. Like, there's what's the quintessential San Jose song? That's a whole other episode. Totally, totally. But, um, and some of some of us are trying to head towards projects that kind of capture that. But anyway, long story, really long. Um, I think Serengeti's kind of underrated. Mm. I, I, I the Kenny Dennis so. stuff yeah. is fascinating, but just in terms of like being kind of a plain spoken craftsman of underground rap, he's got a pretty long catalog. I've, I've been like kind of like trying to figure him out lately, and I don't love everything, Did, but he's a good rapper. Didn't he transplant to L.A. too? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I don't really know. I think it's okay. hard to find information on him. Yeah, I mean, and mm. I think that's part of it is um, my guy, uh, Maestro Gaming, shout out to the Maestro, um, put me on Serengeti, and, and I was just like, it, it almost gave me like, and this is not a diss, it almost gave me like a Second City comedy feel. Hmm. It's you know a bit. Yeah, yeah. You watch it, the thing, he has a fake mustache. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like going to the store, he's he's yeah. acting out the thing. It's it. it I, I don't think that's... Yeah, it's not too in this far. Case. Yeah, no, I was like, oh, wow, this is, it's really Yeah, I mean, funny. Chicago's one of the homes of improv comedy. If that bleeds through into a little bit of their music, it can't be that surprising, right? Yeah, right. totally, yeah. that makes sense. No, I was I was definitely impressed with his, uh, the ability to be, to not take yourself too seriously, but then also not come across as too goofy. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I am for a rap parody moratorium. I just like to put that out. I think. I think now that you've absorbed the little Dicky album, you're just <laughs> you're good. You don't want any more for a while. I, I don't yeah, like I'm, joke rap. I, We've talked about this yeah. on the yeah. podcast before. Yeah. It's like I and I also don't want it to take itself too seriously. Totally. So where does that leave us? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Good rap. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just try to rap good. Yeah. It shouldn't pretty, be that hard. Pretty much. Pretty much. Dave, what's your, uh, what's your um, second? My second. Pick? I don't. I, she's not necessarily slept on. Her name is No Name. Yes. Um, her career's on the ascendant. I mean, she was on SNL. Um, if anybody saw her tiny desk concert, it was Amazing. crazy adorable. She's Amazing. all shrugs and sort of like you know, free jazz type of spoken word stuff. Over, yeah. Over yeah. like sort of like fluttery boom bap production. It's great. Um, big fan of hers. The uh, track I want to check out or I want to play is Reality Check. 
Opportunity knocking, a nigga was out for coffee And out of quit like my window, the Grammys is way too lofty And I could stay here forever, I could die here I don't have to try here Can I get my two sugars, please? Jesus made an album And obviously, I mean, you know, we heard of her um, on Chance's Acid Rap And um, she's making television appearances I think she might have been like on Ellen or something Like something like super mainstream Interesting You know, um, midday shit but um, yeah, very interested in her career. Um, she has a new album coming out soon. Soon, yeah. Like, by, by the time this airs, it will probably be out. Uh, yeah, it comes out on September fourteenth. So yeah. we're um, um, we're we. I keep refreshing my inbox to see totally, if the advance totally. is coming. Yeah, with um, <laughs> and you know, uh, she she hooked up with uh, Cats from Biz Three. Shout out to Biz Three. Been mm-hmm. working with them for decades, and mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, looking forward to her new album and actually her her career as a whole. I think she's got a yeah. lot going for her. Yeah, I, I just I love um I love that kind of rapid fire kind of melodic staccato mm-hmm. thing that that she's doing and, and Saba does to to an extent. And it's as like well. the serious the music is serious, but she certainly doesn't take herself seriously. Totally, you know. And I, I find uh, lately something that I've been really attracted to is like um observational detail, like real mm-hmm. life shit. Mm-hmm. And she does that really oh, well, 100%. describing her neighborhood and Saba right. has like a song or two on um, Pivot that's like a master class in that. Like, I don't know if it's his real life or their characters or right. I haven't really delved into it that much, but like that dude is telling some crazy stories. Right. It's awesome. You well, can't tell if it's fictional right. or not, right? Well, uh, Malcolm Malcolm Gladwell, who's one of one of my favorite writers and has a has a pretty dope podcast. He did this whole shit about um, why certain music like really connects with you, and hip hop and country are connected in the fact that. Uh, these are two musics that use the most unique words. Oh, interesting. The, you know what I mean? The most... Um, like truck and dog <laughs> and <know>. gun. <laughs> and bitch, yeah. Um, no, but but it's the only Fly. type of music where um, it'll get super regional, right? right. It's yeah, like, yeah. like the Beatles are from... You Joe? <laughs> no? Still no? Cup of Joe? Anyone? Uh so, so you know, uh, I think rap has that unique. I don't listen to a lot of country. Uh, he's not from Chicago, but I like super nerded out about this this week, and I've been listening to a lot of Crime Apple, and he used the term ameliorate properly. Wow! And I felt like a fucking teacher. I'm like, come here and get your gold star, buddy. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. Shout out to Crime Apple. We got to get him on the show. I, I, we do. I'm, we do. I really want to do that because yeah, I'm yeah. a little bit obsessed with uh, his work right now. And he also rhymed. What was it? I talked about this on my Instagram he's story, a which rhymer, is dude. so exciting for you guys to hear me talk about but uh it's <laughs> rhinoplasty and simulcasting oh, oh man it, for a non-nerd rapper to think of that and construct right. that rhyme right. i was fucking blown away dude i'm just like rewind 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 did you just say that that was amazing and it's interesting that this far along in rap sometimes i go everything's been said right, right. yeah i'm like every multi Every multi has been explored, and then somebody will do that, and I'll be yeah. like, eh? oh, oh, there you go. Totally. There you go. But it's like the concepts are there. It's like what you do. You exactly. I mean? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. He also seems like, word to our, our upcoming guest, Chris Crack, he also seems like a guy that doesn't really think about it too much. I wonder. Kind of yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's There's a the level case. of artistry that comes with you know being unhinged, and it seems like Chris Crack. One of those cats, right? Totally. Absolutely. So we, we had There a, are some very heavy hints about what you're about to hear. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, we, we were lucky enough to, uh, to have a conversation with, with Chris Crack, who is a, a collaborator of, of uh, Vic Spencer, who's a friend of the program and um, really part of this kind of emergent um, Chicago underground scene. This also is not a diss. I feel that a lot of their sound is what I would call post-Wu-Tang. Like hmm. it's it 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 take the taking off point is this really fly vocabulary 
the references are a mile a minute. Um, the the sample styles kind of give me give, you know give me Wu Tang feels in in some ways. That's interesting. I was very ready to argue until you started explaining a little bit more. You're I, always I, very ready. I know. I know. Um, I I <laughs> I feel like I kind of uh, have been pushing this narrative a little bit because uh, when I heard that. Uh, Vic Spencer, Sonny Jim project, I got really intrigued because it's rare for me to hear someone I've never even heard of and like it and just really right. want to like figure right. out who they are. So listening to Vic Spencer led me to Chris Crack. They collaborate at times and you're going to hear about it in a minute. Um, but uh, this dude is wild. Like, yeah, yeah, is yeah, wild. Yeah. Like yeah. his videos are wild. They're just yeah. like he's like he's all over the place. And I what I think is a really good way. I find him to be fascinating. Um, so. Uh, I don't know how Chicago it is or isn't like I don't know like what he represents about his city or where he's from but I just think that he's like a very unique stylist uh, and he's putting out a tremendous amount of what I just consider volume to be a high caliber work right yeah now. and doing also volume right like he's had uh, three or four projects this year is that what it is yeah, yeah. Um, so so he's definitely um, you know on on the come up and we we're we we're lucky enough to um, to talk with them while he ate a sandwich <laughs> um, so we're uh, yeah we're definitely glad to have have Chris crack on the program so check it out this is our interview with Chris crack Yo. Chris Crack. Hey, what's up, man? This is Nate from Dadbot Rap Pod. Thank you for uh, talking to us. We're excited. Um, I've got Damone and Dave here, and if it's cool with you and you have the time, we're just going to ask you some questions. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Ow. you're having a tremendous year. Um, both of your projects that you put out this year are really great, especially uh, being Woke Ain't Fun, which has to be one of the best album titles of the year. Um, can you just talk yeah, to us about the, you, the role you're on? Oh, uh, the role I'm on? Yeah, you just you're killing yeah, it right man. now. Man, thank you, man. Seriously, man, thank you. You're welcome. Um shit, man. I'm just I'm just me and Cutter just making music, man. That's that's all we do, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um so um, can you talk to us a little bit about your album titles and your song titles? Like, you're super creative. Like, do you feel like it's all part of the the artistic process? Yeah, um, yeah, man. I I just I don't like to overthink anything. You know what I mean? So, like, when I come up with my album titles, I just like it to be the first thing I thought about when I heard the song. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you know all the titles on the songs are like. Uh, get money to uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. you know some, some stupid ass shit. You know what I mean? So you gotta finesse some wavy. You know what I mean? So I just like to think of the very first thing that comes to my head when I play the song. That's what the name is. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I might be going through some shit. It might be some fucked up shit. It might be this. Might be that. But yeah, just whatever, whatever mood I'm in, whatever the first thing comes to my mind. That's dope. That's dope. So can you talk to us a little bit about who are your influences, if any, from the the Chicago area when you started when you started um, putting together your career as a rapper? Were there any 
cats that you you looked up to at that time? Um, probably Project Mayhem. Hmm. I don't know if you, you you ever heard of Project Mayhem? No, just on Fight Club. Um, um, they uh they had a song called Low Sweaters, right? Okay. Like Polo. Yeah. And and they got like some huge backlash from uh the local heads in uh fucking New York. Right. And they wanted to like fuck them up and you know do some wild shit. And they wound up getting cool with like Mayhem Loren and you know some other guys and shit. Um, yeah, and they were they were like the influence that I had. They were the dudes that like introduced me to Andrew Barber and shit like that. Okay. okay, okay, yo, man. Um, so being woke ain't fun. That's like your third project in like four months. Like you're pretty busy right now, staying prolific. Um, what's your work schedule like? Are you recording all day? You record usually at night. Um, what, what's your work process and day like? You you know what I'd love to do, man. I shouldn't be telling this because <laughs> it's like a secret. But what I love to do is either. Uh, I learned that shit from Bob Marley. Either wake up mm. when I first first wake up and record, so my voice is scratchy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or I always like to record in the daytime because I might want to kick it and chill with a little bang bang. <laughs> True. I'm, I'm I'm doing my thing in the daytime, and plus, like you, are you ahead of all these weak ass rappers? That they go to the studio around 10, 11, they stay in there all night. Motherfucker, I done did, a, you know, six, seven songs before you even got to the studio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. That's dope. That's awesome. Uh, Chris, what uh, what music do you listen to? Um, I listen to a lot of, um, I like, I like, I like a lot of genres. Um. I listen to a lot of uh, music in different languages. Oh, mm. interesting. I like, I like, I like, I like hella like Brazilian funk yeah. and motherfucking like, um, I don't know, like some um, like Japanese soul. Mm. You know, you ever heard of some Japanese soul? Yeah, like Osaka Monorail and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you gotta get on that. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> True that. Or you know what I mean? I, I like I like all genres. I really don't listen to rap other than the fact of like I have to know what's going on in True. rap. Mm. I I check it out, but I don't really listen to rap music like that. Man. Okay. It's, it's it's not really that good. I listen to my homies though, like I like all my homies and shit. Yeah. Um speaking of which we had uh Vic Spencer on the show a couple of months ago and um through his work is actually how I got onto your work and kind of became a okay. fan. So can you talk a little bit about your guys' um, relationship and the projects that you do, you do, you've done together? Um, me and Vic, we had met um, because we, we kept getting into it on Twitter and shit. <laughs> and, people, and people were like, yo, these two dudes are like the same person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why they hate each other. And it was like, man, fuck <laughs> dude. It was like, man, fuck, dude. But we weren't like trying to fight or nothing. It was just like we ain't fucking with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, Suli, uh, Suleiman, and um, Henny B were actually the two people that put us together in the studio one year. Uh, it was on Vic's birthday. Put us in the studio together, and you know what I'm saying? We rocked it. And I was like, yo, this dude is cool as shit. Like, he's hella humble. Like, he's nothing like he is on Twitter. Right. <laughs> like, he's hella like, 
if you meet him in real life, you would almost be like, bro, are you, are you being fake or something? Cause you're not, <laughs> but no, nah, it's just like, man, Twitter's a place to escape. You know what I mean? Yeah. People be taking that shit too serious. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, uh, the it, contrast between your guys' voices is great. He's got such a deep uh, kind of a delivery, and yours is up in a higher register. So um, it just sounds really uh-huh. good together. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had that vision. Mm. Vic was like, man, we'll be dope together. And I didn't think so because I didn't think our, our, our music was like the same or like it would go together or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I had a lot of guys on my side telling me not to work with him. Mm. And then he had a lot of guys on his side telling him not to work with me. Mm. So we wound up doing, we wound up going to the studio the first night we ever recorded, we recorded No Big. Mm. And that song wound up to be like everybody's favorite. I don't really fuck with the song that hard. (laughs) Don't tell nobody. You know what I mean? But. No, because I had felt like me and Vic, we, we didn't we didn't really know each other like that. You know right. what I'm saying? But, sure. but no, nah, it, it came out tight, though. My brother's fucked with it. Yeah. So is is that a thing, though? Because where we're at, we're here in California. We can only see through Twitter. It seems like Chicago rappers kind of have beef with each other. Is that a thing? Like, is that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because Chicago is, is a hatred. It's just full of hatred, man. Really? Everybody's hating on everybody, man. Why do you think that is? I, I mean, I honestly believe that the city is cursed, but you wow, that's just me. It's it's <laughs> cur- well, you when you look at Chicago, you have some of the biggest artists in the industry, right? Also underground, killing it. Well, why would you say cursed? What makes you believe it's a curse? Because, man, so much killing, there's so much yeah. negativity, there's so much hatred, there's just so much, the, the, when the weather, when it gets cold, mm. so, so depressing, it's just, <laughs> Chicago's cold, man, in every sense of that word, it's cold, mm. fuck, you know what I mean, even the summer's cold as shit. <laughs> Do you ever imagine yourself leaving, would you uh, look at maybe going to LA or doing something like that? Yeah, man, but if I leave, man, you know, I'm, I'll be on my diva shit, man. If I leave, <laughs> I got to get out the country, man. You know I what I'm saying? You. I hear you. Like L.A. or New York, like, I, you know what I'm saying? I lived in both of them places for, you know, little, little periods of time and shit. Nah, man, I got to, if I move from here, it's like I got to go out the country. No, I hear you. Where would I, you go? Where Where would you go out of the country? Man, you'll catch me up in motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> up in motherfucking, like, I don't know, just somewhere in Brazil or something, man. Somewhere I can see some asses. Okay. <laughs> I, I would recommend Brazil. Cuba if, if, you're, <laughs> if you're interested. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brazil ain't bad either. For, um. <laughs> So who who's a, a a dream collaboration with you? You've you've worked a lot with with different cats. Who's kind of what's a what's one of your, your um, dream collaborations? I don't know about a dream, but I, I want to fuck with a couple dudes though. Um, I wanna I wanna um I wanna work with my favorite producer in the whole world, man. Knowledge. Oh, oh yeah, okay. that would be great. I wanna I wanna work with Knowledge, man. So bad, man. I went to this show, right, the house shoes was, like, hosting. It was in L.A., right? 
uh, knowledge had did it, it did it set. I swear to God, this shit changed my life. Wow. You know what I mean? I, I started rapping different. I started rapping over different beats, all that shit. So what are you working this on? This was in days? like uh, 2016. Me and Vic was out there in LA. Nice. Yeah. Hey Chris, so what what are you working on these days? Uh, what can your fans look forward to coming up soon? Uh, like what, what you mean, like projects and shit? Yeah. A- anything you um, could share? Well, I like to I like to keep the projects rotating at all times, so I'm working on something at all times. Mm. So I always got at least six songs I'm writing at a time, and then I got like three projects I'm rotating at a time. Mm, okay. Mm. You know what I mean? That's kind of complex, you know what I mean? I could draw a diagram on that joke. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, seriously, though. Because I, like I like to, you know, like your concept. Sometimes if you listen to some of my songs, like you, you'll see like the concepts are jumping all over the place sometimes. And, and you're like, why is he doing that? It's because I did that on purpose because I, 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 I want to approach it every time I write a, a a ver- of uh, like a four bar or eight bar, I want to be a, in a different mindset. So I'm gonna go and wait a day or two or whatever, and then write it, and then do something else and wait, and then go over here. I might wake up out of my sleep and write a thousand bars and go back to sleep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't really have no set thing. I think that's why I be putting out so much because I just. Never, I just want to go in there. I'm just going in there, boom, 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 cut it, let's do something. You know what I'm saying? We don't even count them. I, hmm. I, oh, I don't know any of my songs. I don't know if I should <laughs> say that. But I don't know, I mean, I don't know any of them. You know what I mean? That's interesting. Somebody you don't go back and memorize them for shows? Hell not. Only the ones I do for shows. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Okay. But that's only like there are hundreds you know, of others. You just have no idea. Songs at a time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I might I might have did a hundred songs in that two week period. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Three weeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you write like Do you write in a notebook or do you like use your notes app? Like how do you how do you do that? No, I, I yeah I got to use my notes app. You know what I mean? I can't do the note. That's just too slow, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We in the future. Um, I wanted to ask you about the video. Um, I think it's, is it Pterodactyl Leather off of uh, Let's Just Be Friends? Was that your last video? Uh, you talking about on Instagram? I, I, I guess that's where I saw it. Um, yeah. And yeah. just like how you that's approach it. visuals for your songs. Like, do you have more ideas for videos and visuals? No, man, I just, whatever I'm feeling at that exact moment, I just got to do it right then and there, right? Because, you know what I'm saying? It's never going to be the same. Right. Mm. Hey, Chris, like, you I work just, with... I got to uh... do it right then and there. Uh, one of my old homies, man, that I don't fuck with no more, he used to tell <laughs> me his famous thing was he used to say, don't ever overthink it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And producers be sending me songs all the time, and I'm like, well, I didn't like this in it. And they're like, well, I can change it. It's like, nah, I just would like a new beat. You know mm, what I'm saying? Because right. I don't want you to go back and you trying to change the drums. And then it's like, oh, well, they're not loud enough. Or they, it's like the kind I wanted or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then it's just too much. You overthought it already. The idea is out the window. Just fuck it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Never overthink it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's all I do. So it's interesting for me to hear someone who comes like just straight impulse. It's really interesting. 
Yeah, and like and like I got this one producer, I ain't gonna say his name, that's my man, so that's my homie, he looked out for me. But he always send me a beat and he'd be like, Man, I, I listen back to the beat, it'd be like a day or two later. He's like, I listen back to the beat and I didn't like uh how how loud the the, the symbol was in the background. I'm gonna <laughs> send you a new one. I'm like, No, bro, no, I want this I want this one. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of producers are like that. It's so detail oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you overthought it already. It's mm. no, just we let it be. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all about what it sounds like. I don't care if you took a sample and just looped uh four bars and then you looped that up seventeen times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. If if it sounds if it sounds amazing, then that's art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You don't gotta. Oh, I need drums and I need this and just, just do it. Just finesse it. Cool, man. Um, yeah, we just want to thank you for your time. Um, we, we're, we're digging your music. We're digging what you're doing. It's really interesting to us to get some insight into your process. So, um, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, we'll look forward to your next project. Um, and uh, thanks again. Talk soon. All right. All right, bro. Be cool. Later. Peace, man. And a one and a two. We want to thank you for listening to another dope episode of the Dad Bod Rap Pod. More fly conversation and interviews coming your way every week. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash dadbodrappod. And we're always down to interact with you on Twitter at dadbodrappod, all spelled out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes.